0: Believe it or not, we are in the fourth part of our installment, I believe the last part, unless the Lord does something, and because we do have another Sunday, so we'll see what the Lord does with that. But uh, we've been talking about building church, and that's been the title of our series, and we are in installment number four of that series. And so we, we kicked off number uh, the first week, we talked about Jesus being the chief cornerstone of the church. The reality of it is that Jesus was the founder of the church and therefore as the founder and the chief cornerstone of the church, he is the leader. He decides how his church is to move and he decides the mission. He decides the overall direction of the church. We explored that in detail a few weeks ago. And then after that, we talked about building uh, healthy relationships. Understand that the church is made up of, the, of people. We are the body of Christ. The church is not an address. The church is people, those who are in Christ Jesus. We are blocks, if you will, and we make up the church. And and we talked about our relationships, the healthiness of our relationships, and the fact that if we love one another, it gives our witness so much more power to an outside world because we demonstrate a kind of love that will make men take notice and say, wow, look at that. How do they love in that way? We talked about that in week number two, and then last week we, taught, we answered the question. I thought it was a very good message. If you didn't hear it last week, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that message. But last week we answered the question, why should we come to church? And that is a relevant question because with the, uh, with the progression of a technology and all these different avenues by which we espouse the word of God today through media, there's a temptation to, to say that perhaps we don't really need to come to church, but we realize that church is much more than just singing a song and hearing a sermon. It is about, like we said, it is about relationship. It is about about building. And we understand that we grow best when we are together, Uh, you know, and I I said in that message that when it comes to spiritual growth, um, I've grown the most when I have been around the people of God uh, and where we are held accountable one to another. So. So we answered that question last week in detail. So if you did not listen to that message, I would encourage you uh, to go online and listen. And today I want to talk about a very important subject. It is one that I'm very passionate about. And You will see as I progress through this message. Uh, and you, hear, you have heard me throughout the, uh, this series allude to uh, the church uh, versus the culture. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the church. Versus the culture. Now, why do I say versus the culture? Because I want you to understand that the, the, the mere fact of the, the nature of the church in our message, in the message of the church, it goes counter to the culture. And so as a, as, 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 as a result of that, then we find ourselves in deep opposition. You don't have to even really do much, but just say that you're a representative of Christ and you will discover very quickly that you are in opposition to the world. Why? Because Jesus was in opposition to the world. Jesus, in fact, Jesus said that the, he said men love darkness rather than light. Why? He said, because I testified that its works are evil. And then when you and I declare and we say that we are going to lay hold or we're going to uh, 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 represent Christ in the earth, then 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 understand that at that very moment we are in opposition to the world and it won't take long before you begin to to get this pushback. And I would say this and we are experiencing it more and more unless you live on another planet And it's not going to get any better. The church is under a a, a severe pushback. And I'm talking specifically about America, the great United States of America that at one time was very, very open to the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our nation, as many of us know, were founded on Judeo-Christian values. We were not a perfect nation. And I don't need to elaborate on that. You know what I'm talking about. But but, but we did try to uh, acknowledge this book, this Bible. But as time has gone by, we see that there is a rejection to this truth. More and more, the Bible is being rejected. More and more, the message of Christ is under attack. And now we're at a place now where they're calling Christianity. They're likening us to bigotry, uh, prejudice, uh, narrow-minded, you know, outdated. Uh, uh, You know, we need to change with the times. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That is the message of the world. But how many know that Jesus says, I change not. And he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? So watch this now. So the church then, we are in a war. Right versus wrong. Holy versus unholy. Jesus Versus Satan, the believer versus the unbeliever. Now, it's not because we're angry, we're mad at anybody. But because the message that Jesus wants us to preach, it is a message of love, but it is also a message of truth. Remember the video, grace and truth. How many you know that it is only truth that is going to set people free? The more the church watches now, you with me, say Amen. See what? So the more the church run away from truth, then in reality, we're not loving nobody and we're not helping nobody. Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning. And so it's clear to see that the battle lines are clearer and clearer. They're more defined. The battle has intensified. The church now is at a point right now where we're hated in America and we are relegated to some political party. We are relegated to do to being insensitive And the pressure is mounting daily for the church to change. Church got to change. The church got to change its mission. We got to join the crowd. We got to accept that all faiths and all paths lead to God. How many of you have heard that? That That's the big one today. And if you don't, if you don't, listen to me. And if you don't say that today, immediately you are ostracized. You cannot say that Jesus is the only way in this generation and expect that people are gonna let you pass with that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? I don't want to I don't want to pick on nobody, but y'all remember this one. Y'all remember how many know Oprah Winfrey? Everybody in the in the world know Oprah. You know. Uh so a few years ago, she was giving a TV show and, and she was making some comments and uh, you know, about uh uh, the faith and how and, and, and basically she was kind of uh, uh, challenging this woman in the audience who was basically who was preaching truth. Everybody say truth because either Jesus was a truth, a liar or a lunatic. Because I many know Jesus made some bold claims. So y'all hear what I'm saying? And Jesus said words that no way you can misunderstand it. You couldn't, you couldn't look at, you can't read the Bible and say, what does that mean? Boy, it is as clear as day when he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. How many ways can you interpret that? We got a video. I want you to take a look at it. And if, this is, this uh, kind of sets up this video with, with regard to Oprah and what she says that's really, really representative of the culture. Do we have that video? Can we hit the lights? Let's, let's take a look at this video.
1: The panel has been discussing the spirituality and the forces of God, but I also believe that there are two forces that are here with us. That we do have our, our, our God that we can depend on, but there's also a power of darkness. That we, 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 aware of. And that's do you, where the is Do you begin. believe that, and that you can choose between one or the other? Most, most absolutely definitely. Yeah. And now to to Marianne, uh, Williamson says in her book, Return to Love, that we're always walking in the direction of one or the other. That all of your actions in life, either you're moving toward the darkness or you're moving toward the light. Right. She calls it fear and love. There's this wonderful book called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn, which talks, which which is, anyway, it's a gorilla talking, but anyway, uh, it talks about one of the points it brings out is one of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way
0: to live, That's and right. that
1: we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world, that there are millions of ways to be a then human being, and, and many ways, no, but many paths right. to what you call God, that and her crazy. path might be something else, and when she gets there, she might call it the light, but... Her loving and her kindness and her generosity brings her, if it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be on that, I mean, it, it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides,
0: I There could person, possibly
1: be just one way. What What about Jesus? What about Jesus? Them and you say there isn't only one way. There is one way, and only one way, and that, that is Jesus. There couldn't, be the there, is the there couldn't possibly be because you say there isn't. There couldn't possibly be because you say you intellectualize it and say there isn't. If no. you don't believe that, you're all buying into the lie. But that makes you, right? No. Do you, you think? Right. Do you That's think that you. if you if you are somewhere on don't the, don't the, the, planet. the planet, where is you yeah. If yeah. you're what somewhere on. on the planet and you never hear the name of Jesus, you never hear the name of Jesus, but yet you live with a loving heart. You lived as Jesus would have had you to live. You lived for the same purpose that Jesus came to the planet to teach us all. But you are in some remote part of the earth, and you never heard the name of Jesus. You cannot get to heaven. You think? And that is covered in the scriptures too. The People are talked about Truly. that. Truly, God knows the heart. Does God care about your heart, or God care about if you call His Son Jesus? Well, you know, Oprah, God, Jesus cannot come back until that gospel is preached in the four corners of this earth. So, you know, figure it out. Okay. Okay, I can't get into a religious
0: argument with you. <laughs> nice. Now, I want you to understand how confusing that is. But, but the bottom line is that what Oprah said there is representative of where our culture is today and what we are confronted with. And so what we are discovering now that many of these so-called universalists who have these kind of views, we, let, watch this. In some of our so-called mega churches, we are giving these people a platform. Come on, that they even come into our churches and they don't even believe the God of the Bible that we believe, and we're inviting them into our pulpits. If you don't, you understand what I'm saying? Watch a little of the TV and you'll see what I'm talking about. And so, society now, watch this. Now, have me have me know that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. The church is. I'm going to talk about our responsibility here in a moment. And so watch this. And so what we are discovering today, in many ways, are churches now who are supposed to be this kind of a light in the world to give people direction. You're in the minority. But here's what's happening. We don't like being in the minority. We want to avoid what Jesus said. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Then why are we wasting all of our time trying to get them to love us in that way? If we truly love them, we got to tell them the what? Truth. So we live in a culture today. That, let me, let me, let me, can I, can we, can we talk? Y'all want me to be honest? Or do you want me to sugarcoat it? Or what do you want me to do? You want me to bring it? All right. So we live in a culture today where we're embracing homosexuality as norms. Just an example. We live in a culture today that we're saying that that we're embracing this idea that there is more than one way to God. All right. The church is embracing the redefinition of the family and how God designed it. No question about it. And now we've come to a place, the new norm in Christianity. Here it is right here. Are you ready for this? The new norm in the church is silence just won't say anything. I was, listen, leave people alone, let God deal with them. Hold up. Wait a minute. Back this thing back. Jesus says, I go, and, and watch this, and he says, I'm going, and greater works will what? Will who do? You do, because I'm leaving. Right? Now watch. Now when I read the book, and when you read the book, nowhere in this book that it say. At any point and at any time that we are to remain silent. How many know when Jesus came, he preached? Amen. How many know he was full of grace and truth, but how many know he opened his mouth? There is nowhere in the gospel where we're told to sit back and hunker down at 75 Moncare Lane in our little room and don't say anything because we don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to lose my job. And so we will let them perpetuate a lie and live in sin, knowing that that sin will ultimately destroy them. And yet we are saying, we are, oh, oh y'all don't, y'all don't want to hear this. And, and, so, and so what we're saying is, oh, just leave it alone. I had one preacher preaching one time. He, man, just leave people alone. Just love them. That's a, How do I love them? How many know as a parent, if you really love your child, you're going to do what's best. How many of you give your children everything they want? They don't even have a clue. They don't even know what they want. They think, but if you really love them, you give them a heavy dose of truth. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? Because Jesus says you will know the what? Truth, and the truth will let you free. Now, watch. If I'm not if I'm not sticking with the truth, if I'm not gonna walk in truth, then I'm not helping. I'm a part of the problem. And the church is in the earth to be the what? Solution. Are y'all listening to this? this Is this making sense to anybody? Amen. Jesus said, so what's the origin of this hate <laughs> toward the church? So you, you look today and you see this and boy, I mean, man, you see it in our media, don't you? This hate, <laughs> I mean, boy, I mean, you see it in our media. Uh, you, you see it in almost every aspect of our society, man, this you know, anytime, I mean, I was watching TV the other day, and I guess at the, at the Emmy Awards, and I, I heard about it. I didn't read, but they were, they were, folks are there marking Christianity, making a joke about people that believe in Jesus. And people are sitting there <laughs> clapping and affirming that stuff. And yet we sit back and we, we well, can't say nothing. Let me tell you something. Jesus didn't leave us here to say nothing. He left us here because he expects us to say something. All right? Because if, if we ain't going to say nothing, then, then why is the church here? If, if we, how many know that we're that voice in the earth? And if we don't preach, see, see he, he, he said he, he, he says it's, it's a blessing of those that bring the, the good news of preaching the gospel, the tithing, the glad tidings of, of preaching the gospel, whose feet are bringing it. How many know we got to bring it? Amen. And stop packaging it up and hoping, well, maybe God will speak to them. That's why he left you here. <laughs> Y'all, listen to me. He wants you to speak. You're to open your mouth. Well, somehow God's gonna do it. Yeah, and what are we gonna do? Sit back and just wait till you get back? Oh, the devil is a liar. You will not be able to trust me. After a while, you've heard me say it before, the pressures are going to become so immense you will not be able to sit on your loins anymore and just be a nice little happy Christian going to heaven and not concerned about somebody else's salvation. And, and listen, because the teeth gonna be turned up on everybody who so called themselves a Christian. Go to your workplace and not telling everybody you love Jesus. Talk wearing your Jesus t-shirts and get back to me. When did the last say you wore a t-shirt, I'm just saying, I love Jesus. Just wear that. Just, just walk around. Just walk, just walk around for a week with something to say. You love Jesus Christ, and then get back to me. And I bet we can have a service next week just talking about how I should have had that. I should have did that. I should have just had diver just make some t shirts. I love Jesus, and did a project, and just have us just wear the shirt all week, and then come back next week and sit down and have a discernment discussion just about that. I bet we hear a whole bunch of stories in here. And people looking at you and calling you all kind of names. What's wrong? What's wrong with you? Jesus says, now, if the world hates you, it's going to hate me. That's what he said. He said, if the world, he said, listen, but if you were of the world, right, he says, the world will love you. He said, the world will look at you, man. If you believe and you subscribe to the world's way of thinking, the world's going to look at you like, hey, you good? Like some of the churches, man. Let me tell you something. Oh, Lord, how can I do this? See, what should I do? I'm, I'm in a fix betwixt. Help me, Holy Spirit. So, you got people like this who, with this belief system, will walk into churches and preach in their pulpit. They stay and because you know why? Because they're pumping millions. They got money, right? They got money. And so, we let people like this come and stand in our pulpits and, and knowing what that is. And, and, and here's the problem, here's the problem. And, and so when you find, if you're a church, oh, y'all, y'all listen to me, say amen. Come on, say amen. amen. If, if you are a true church and the world loves you, you ain't no church of Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. And I'm talking, and the world loves you? I mean, they're, I mean, they're bragging about you, all the government, everybody, man, all the media, oh, we just love them. How many know that churches that preach the truth, the media hates them? The world, the world hates folks that really tell it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear what I'm preaching is well. Now listen, I am, I got mad love for people. But here's the thing. I resolved a long time ago. It don't matter what. I mean, I, I you know, I'm going to be true to the, if I say I'm a Christian, I'm going to walk the book out. I, I don't take shortcuts. I just, I don't do that in part. There's a reason why there's some folk who don't like our church. I'm just saying. They don't like this type of church. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Because it's not tolerant enough. It's not diverse enough in its belief systems. You're too much into the book. Well, then I'll ride it alone if I need to. Because I, somewhere I read, heaven and earth will pass away. But his word ain't ever going to pass. His word will unlast all the haters, the naysayers, and all the people that's, that's mocking Jesus, saying the book ain't real. And they're coming up with all these different kind of. And they, at the end, Jesus says, watch this. Every knee will bow to me and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God, the father in Jesus name. Every knee going to bow eventually. Watch it. They listen. The ones that believe, the ones who don't, they're going to bow and say Jesus is Lord because Jesus says that coming a day when, when all the voices, all who are dead will hear the voice of the son of God. Oh, I mean, no, he's going to vindicate his word. <laughs> hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 I mean, he's going to vindicate his word. Jesus makes it clear. He said, listen, he said, they hated you. They hated me. They're going to hate you. But, man, we are so afraid because we want the world to love us. We want to be accepted. You want to, oh, Pastor, you understand, I, I can't speak that truth because, Pastor, if I say that, I'll, I'll lose my job. I'll lose some friends. What's more important, salvation or, your, you know, or your job? Satan is after the family, in case you didn't know. See, this is a, see here's, what y'all, here's, what, here's what a lot of people don't understand. Sexuality and those things is not so much about the sex than it is about the family. And about the, the, what God has built and established in the earth. Anything, listen, and so we can't be kind of like this kind of a thing where we just kind of ignore. what Satan is ripping apart. If Satan can rip apart families, he can rip apart a society. Because the society is built on strong families. See, this is warfare. Y'all hear me. I'm going to get into that here in a second. But this is warfare. And so Jesus says, "Yet because you are not of the world, because you're not supposed to be. (laughs) He's because you're not of the world, but I chose you out. I pulled you out of it. He said, therefore, the world, they don't even like you. In fact, he used the word hate. Everybody say hate. How many know that we're starting to feel that in America now? He said, Jesus said now, now when it happens, he says now, Remember what I said to you. <laughs> this is, why, this is why, one of the reasons why I love the Bible. Because everything that's happening, Jesus already prophesied about it. I said it was going to happen. <laughs> he already said, one of the reasons why when people start to question the Bible, here's, there's a prophetic element about the Bible. The Bible was written over, over a period of about five or 6,000 years. And, 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 there, and there's a lot of prophetic words that were spoken hundreds and thousands of years before it happened. And it happened just like the book said it was going to happen. That get, every time a prophetic word comes to pass, it gives me confidence in this book. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And Jesus said, he said, now, now, he said, now, so when that pressure comes, when that pressure mounts, here's what he said. He said, now, remember the word that I said to you. He said, remember that now. That, watch this, that a servant is not greater than his master. How many believe Jesus is your master? All right. He said, you ain't greater than him. And you're bearing his message. He says, if a servant not greater than his master, if they persecuted me, oh yes, you're gonna, get it. you're gonna get it. Stop trying to duck, stop trying to duck your tail, tuck your tail and run. Come on, you're gonna get a little bit of it. Now it's not that you now how many know that, that we're gonna walk in love? We're gonna walk in grace. We're not arrogant about we just, you know, sometimes the truth might seem arrogant because truth is bold. The Bible says the righteous are bold as lions. Why? Because you're walking in truth, ain't nothing to fear. God got your back. He'll cover you. He said, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they, if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. In other words, the ones who are going to believe, they're going to believe. The ones who are not, they're not. And they're going to reject you. They're going to make it hard for you. This is part of the problem why our kids are so afraid. Listen, our kids are so afraid to go to school and talk about Jesus. Because they know they're going to get it. They know it. Am I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I lying about this, Walter? Our kids, our kids are afraid to go into their places and talk about Christ because they know that they will be ostracized. And yet Jesus said, it's supposed to be that way. And yet we're like, I don't, I don't want that. I, I, want to be the, I want everybody to get along with me. I want everybody to love me. I, I, don't, want to be, I don't want to be that person. And if you're going to be a Christian, you, you're going to be that person. Not because you're wanting to be mean, because you are a person that walks on your convictions. We can be convicted about everything else and believe anything else. Come on, you can believe Buddha, you can believe Muhammad, and nobody got a problem with you. Ain't nobody got no problem with that. But boy, start talking Jesus. Hold up. Oh, wait a minute. A whole nother ballgame. Am I telling the truth, church, or not? All right. All right. Jesus said this. He says Romans twelve verses one and two. He said, "I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, because God has been gracious and so merciful to us. I mean, you know God's been good to us. Anybody here would say God's been good? man. God has kept us, man. I mean, He has been good to me. He's been good to me." Paul said, "I'm begging you because of God's goodness, <laughs> His mercy." Paul says, I'm begging you because of the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Now watch. So Paul now is is talking about you, the Christian. He's saying now, here's what I'm calling you to do. You got to live right because you can't transfer the world. Listen, you can't transform the world if you're not living what you're preaching. Right? Essentially, that's what he's saying. He said, now, I want you to be live holy. I want you to live your life uh, as a living sacrifice and be holy for, and, and, and because this is what God, what pleases God. And guess what? This is, what, this is what's crazy about this. He said, this is reasonable service. <laughs> Some Christians, it's a big deal to live holy. Gee, Paul, Paul said, you don't even get no extra, you know, you don't get no extras for that, you know, for living. Look, it's, it's a reasonable service because you say you're a Christian, right? How many of you say you're a Christian? There are a lot of people who go to church who say they're a Christian, but they ain't Christian. They don't even believe the book. They don't believe it. They don't even believe it. So if you don't believe it, you ain't a Christian. You may subscribe to elements of Christianity. But how many know you're not a a Christian until you embrace the fullness of the gospel? Because you're still uh, in the valley of indecision, if you will. Paul says, watch, he says now, watch it, he said, if you present your body to live and sacrifice, hold to God with your reasonable service, watch it, and do not be conformed to this world. He's talking to the church. He said, don't give in, don't submit to what the world wants you to do, don't give in to it, don't give in to the pressure to join the crowd do not aim to be like the world and accepted by the world. You should be different. Don't try to please people at the expense of Christ's truth. Paul says, "Don't conform to this world. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't. I know what you're saying. I know it's hard. I know the pressure is mounting. I, I know it's challenging." But Paul says, don't do it. Don't conform. And, and, and he had to say that because as it was in his day, so it is in our day. And I would even say even more so in our day that that, that, that pressure is so strong and that we're so much tempted to say, you know what? I'm just going to. Why don't I just give in? Because it's easier. You know, if, it's easier if I just go with the crowd. I mean, you know, sometimes from a fleshly standpoint, it's much easier to just kind of go with the crowd because you won't get opposition. You don't have to worry about being ostracized. The world will love you. They'll invite you to every party they have. <laughs> you know, you can eat lunch with them, all that good stuff. And we want to do that with people. I don't want to come across as some uh, isolationist that, that, that in, that's insensitive. That is not the full representation of the gospel. We need to be people of love. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? We got to be people of grace. We got to let people know that we say what we say because we love them. And, and everything that we communicate got to flow from that place. I love you. It got to flow from there because if it doesn't, like the man said in that video, it's not a full and a true representation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul says we're to be transformed. How are we transformed? By renewing our mind. Thinking different. Getting our minds to think and full like what the book says. See? How am I? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Come on, some, y'all know the book. See, y'all have to fucking hear know the book. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I, if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to re, renew my mind uh, brother, sister, the only way I'm going to re- renew my mind is I got I to get this book in my spirit. I got I to bring myself into alignment with what it says. See, there are a lot of people, see, see, if I'm here and I'm supposed to go this way, I'm not in alignment. See, there's a lot of people, the book is over here and they're in a different direction. They're not a, But God wants us to come into alignment. See, when I'm coming in sync with the book, that means I'm right with the book. You follow me? I'm in sync. So what he wants from me, what he expects from me, listen, I, I get it. How do you know that being a believer is hard? Come on, it, it's hard. Jesus says, you know, why is the gate to lead to destruction, man. Broad is the way to lead to, but he said narrow is the way to lead to what? Life. You're in the minority, and, and most of the folk you know ain't trying to do, they don't want to subscribe to this. What I'm saying to you today is truth. And I'm, 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 I'm about to, to wrap this up, but I got to I got to keep going here because I, I got so much I want to say and I'm trying to streamline this thing. But he says, I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So so I need to think like him. And if I'm going to transform my generation, if I'm going to transform my atmosphere then I got to I got to renew my mind so that I can do what pleases God. Because I can't call people to a higher place if I'm not there yet. You with me? I got to be where I want people to be. And if I'm not there, I can't make a difference yet. You follow me. That's all Paul saying. Paul saying you can't do it. you got he's don't you conform. Don't give in, but you got to be transformed now. Cuz now when you're transformed, you're in a position now where you can make a difference because people now have some substance that they can look at something and s- something tangible and say this person they really walk they really live the word of God. One of the problems we have sometimes in our faith is that we're we're, we're, we're not consistent with what we say we believe, and it's a hindrance to people coming into the faith. Are y'all with me? So we got got to watch that. We got to watch that. We got to be people of faith. Because how many know we're in war? (laughs) The Bible says, Ephesians 6, verse 11 and 12, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes. Oh, (laughs) this boy, does anybody hate the devil like I do? The schemes of the devil. Watch this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See, this is why you can't be mad at people. People are lost, man, because there's a there's a there's a listen. Satan is blinding their eyes. Satan is working right now to keep people in darkness. Even as I'm preaching truth, you know, there's a spirit right now that's working in the earth. Everywhere the the gospel right now is being preached today on Sunday. There's a there's a spirit that's saying, don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. There's a spirit because that spirit wants to blind men from the reality of the truth. Jesus was God in flesh. He's not a man. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. That makes him much, much more than a man. This is why we say that Jesus gets the highest praise because he's God in flesh. We can say that about no other human that ever walked the planet. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? He said, we wrestle, man, uh, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age. A whole host of wickedness in the heavenly places. The church is wrestling against forces of darkness. These forces of darkness, understand it, church. These forces of darkness are in our government. Hear me. They're in our schoolhouses. I work in a school. I'm telling you, these forces of darkness are there they're in our media they're in our communities they're in our workplaces they're in our families these forces of darkness is fighting us on every point they are there fighting us we're at war we're wrestling why because it's a battle for the souls of men don't get it twisted see we are fighting While you're sitting in your cute seat and you're real comfortable, understand this and you're sitting and you're not in the rain in Jesus' name. Say amen. You're not sitting in the rain. This is a battle for the souls of men. This is what this is all about. When you strip it down to its rawest point, its rawest form, this is a fight for the souls of men. And Satan wants men to stay in darkness. But you got to stay committed to the truth. The only way the church is going to... Listen... The only way the church is going to extrapolate those God had called from the fountain. How many know that there's always a remnant that God called to be saved? There's a remnant. I, I, see, I could talk about the doctrine of predestination and all that. But I don't want to get into that. But, 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 but how many know that God knows those who are his? There are some folks that belong to Jesus. They don't even know it yet. But they will eventually find out why. Because you're committed to truth. Because you, you preach you live, and at some point they'll come to you and say, what must I do to get it right with God? So you're working your job, you're having these your responsibility. you make sure to stop and smell the roses and make sure to say, hold up, wait a minute, let me slow this pony down, because God didn't just send me here to earn a paycheck. Some of you need not hear that. You are not working just to earn a paycheck. God got nurses God got people disguised as nurses, disguised as policemen, disguised as teachers, disguised as flight attendants, disguised as secretary, disguised of all. He he got them disguised. Listen, they're disguised. They are Christians who are in disguise. Everybody say, "I'm in disguise." disguise. So your work is just a disguise. It's not really. See, God has planted you there because He wants you to reach people who are there. But if you spend the bulk of your time being ungrateful and trying to leave and not stop at least and say, God, what are you doing right now? God, what are you doing right now? God, God, there's something you got me here for. I know God got you there for a reason. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've talked to people over the years, man, who just can't understand why they oh, this is full of heathens. I mean, you know, if you're a Christian, man, you know, that might be the good place to be uh, around a bunch of heathens. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, well, I mean, I'm a saved, sanctified person. I don't want that spirit to, ready, to rub off on me. I need to get up out of here. This about to. Oh, Lord! And where are you going to go, around other Christians who got spirits too? <laughs> oh, just, that's a whole other, I'm going to stop right there. But again, I can play with that, but I'm gonna live. I'm going to be good today. Hallelujah. But Satan's goal is to make the church irrelevant. That's his goal. And the, you, if you don't get anything else out of this, here's the big word. Satan, the new Christian norm today is silence. Tweet that, Facebook that, whatever. The new Christian norm today is silence. Keep your mouth shut. And how do you know Satan loves it when we just keep our mouth shut? That's exactly what he wants. Don't say anything. Don't say it. Let it be. You know, let God deal with it. Satan loves that. But who, God, who did God put his spirit in? Why did God feel? When's the last time you prayed, Lord, fill me with Your Holy Spirit? You know, you're praying that you're saying, "Lord, I'm ready to be used." Every time you pray that, you're saying, "Lord, put me to work." Because other than that, why you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you know, to look cute. You know, to come on church. So the responsibility of the church, This is the last part. So we got to stand and we got to speak. Everybody say, "Speak." We got to talk. You got to open your mouth. I was standing, sitting in the church one time. I, I heard I was, I was sitting within the earshot. I'm sitting in the pulpit, preacher. Preacher, I ain't gonna tell you what church I was at. I'm sitting up there. They called me up there. I was sitting up there. Man, just leave people alone. Don't say nothing. Let God deal with them. That's a cop out. A cop out. You don't want to say the truth because you don't want to offend about it, and, and pro- in, in part because you actually you, you're actually in agreement with them, and in essence, you're not agreeing with the book. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just asking you to agree with the book. That's all I'm asking you to do. And, and if the book says it, if what I'm saying is in the book, don't be mad at me. Be mad at Christ. Be mad at, I don't like the Lord. I know I, there's some things about the book I don't like either. I don't like, brother, sister, I don't like having to love my enemies all the time. Y'all hear what I'm saying? How many like that? <laughs> well, You know, you got some folk who's trying to sabotage you, who's trying to hurt you, and Jesus said you're supposed to love them. Who wants that, right? Your flesh is like, uh, but you got to do it. Why? Because this is what the book says. I got to stand up and do it. Sometimes being a Christian means you got to stand up and do the thing that you don't want to do. Your flesh don't ever want to do what God says. <laughs> you know that, right? Your flesh, that's why you got to tame that thing. You beat it up all the time. You had to beat it up this morning, get out in that rain, did you? You were beating that flesh this morning, all the way to church, you were beating on it. Flash the like hey, it's raining, man. It's a good day to stay in the bed. Watch the TV, get ready for some football. Flash never, never stay right here. You're in a warfare. I mean you're fighting just to get to church. Get off me. God, I'm trying to go to train. The, the devil come on back in the bed. Hitting that alarm clock. How many times you hit it this morning? Two, three times, four times? Paul said, "I got to beat my flesh. We got to beat it. We got to beat it, and to do what God's word says." Finally, what's the responsibility of a church? Jesus says in Matthew chapter five, verses thirteen and verse sixteen. Jesus said, "You are the salt of the earth." <laughs> Look at this. Now watch this, church. He didn't notice. He didn't say that the president is the salt of the earth. He didn't say Republicans are the salt of the earth. Y'all, listen to me. He didn't say Democrats are the salt of the earth. He didn't say your, te- your, your teachers are the salt of the earth. He didn't say your, your institutions, your, your workplace, they're the salt of the earth. He didn't say your congressman or your senator or your councilman. He, didn't, he said, You are. And how many know the salt is a preservative? It gives flavor. The church is the salt. The church is what preserves what's good in a society. The church. you're the salt of the earth, but watch this. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Now, imagine you're about to eat a nice piece of fried chicken. I'm going to use fried chicken because church folk know what fried chicken is. It is the king of, you know, I believe fried chicken will be in heaven in Jesus' name. But it's going to be holy. Ain't gonna get us, make us fat. Ain't gonna give us high cholesterol. None of that. It's gonna be wholly sanctified fried chicken. But imagine eating fried chicken and ain't got zero salt on it. See, people who really know how to eat chicken, come on, y'all know somebody, Anybody with me, say amen? I mean, you got some salt and pepper on that chicken, don't it? And boy, and something about you throw a little salt and pepper on that chicken on some good fried chicken, boy, it's like whoo hoo. Ooh, man, if you ever eat a piece of chicken that ain't got no salt on the man, the first thing you go, where's the salt? People are where's the, you know, because salt gives what? Where's the church? The church gives what? But if the salt loses its flavor, it is, watch this, He said, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled on the foot by men. He said, salt ain't doing what it's supposed to do. Imagine if you grab the salt, First Lady. Imagine if you grab the salt and you put the salt on the chicken and the salt didn't work. Boy, you're going to be upset. Wherever you got that salt from, it's going in the trash. This salt ain't no good. It ain't doing nothing. He says, listen, the church is the salt of the earth. We're to give men this, we're we're to bring righteous flavor to the earth. The church is. The church is the conscience of the nation. We are the light of the world. Like the lady said, this gospel, Jesus is not going to come back until this gospel is preached all over the entire world. The church is. The salt of the earth. He said, but if you ain't, if you ain't, if you ain't being salt, he said, you ain't no good. Jesus said, the church ain't, either, if the church ain't being salt, then the church is irrelevant. Remember I said before Satan wants to make the church what? Irrelevant. Keep your mouth shut. In other words, if you're keeping your mouth shut, you're not salting anything. <laughs> and one of the things I love in a bad snowstorm, man, I love, how I many of you love it when, you, when the roads are slick and icy, and you listen to them, them ice trucks coming, they be putting salt down, right? How I many of you hear it, man? you love it, man, because that means you can get out. Because <laughs> salt, man, comes and makes a way. But boy, man, if you don't hit them, those salt trucks, bro, you're just like, man, when are they going to come and treat them? When are they going to come? I, you know, I, I believe God and the Holy Spirit are saying, when, when are my people going to step up? When are my people going to come? When are my people going to be salt? When are my people going to preserve something? When are my people going to move? When? And then he goes on to say, he said, but you're the light of the world. One thing about light is, you remember what I said earlier? This whole idea about being silent. Light ain't silent. When light shows up in darkness, how many know, you know it right off the bat. Boy, if this room was dark, completely dark, and a light came on, it only had to be, just a little light came on, everybody, boom, there's a the light right there. How I many we're the light of the world. He says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You no know, such thing of a secret service Christian. No, no, nope, no, nope, not, not really. He says, we cannot be hidden. When we're truly walking in the light, we can't hide. Everybody got to know who we are. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to keep it a secret. Uh, you know, my faith is personal to me. Uh, you know, and that's my personal. I don't like to talk this. I like to talk about my faith. <laughs> Have you heard people say that? I want to, my faith is very personal to me. <laughs> Jesus said, your faith is to be preached. What is this? See how the devil twists up a doctrine of demons, as scripture calls it. It's a doctrine from hell. From anything else. If you're gonna try to build a company or organization or anything else, whenever you see a representative, they're all talking about it. But when it comes to church, don't say that. Just hope that God somehow will get it to them. (laughs) Y'all see how foolish that is. But that's how we think. We've forgotten that we work in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? We work in conjunction with the Holy Spirit as we go. He goes with us. Amen. Heal the sick. Right. Right. Cleanse the lepers as we go. But if you ain't going, ain't nothing going to ha- Ain't nobody going to get right with God. If you sit up on your office, on no- ain't nobody going to get right with God. If you ain't going to say nothing, I'm just hoping. Well, why do you think he put you there? Why are you there? You're that voice. He says, men do not like. He's watching the cities that set on the hill cannot be hidden. He's saying no, you can't hide me. Look at the neighbor and say, you can't hide me. You can't silence me. You can't silence me. Nor do they light a light and put it under a basket. Has anybody here ever lit a light to put it on a basket so nobody can see it? Come on. Hey, you laugh, right? You're stupid. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a dumb thing. Of course you don't do that. But you put it on a lampstand. Come on, first lady. You put it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who is what? In the house. You're supposed to be lighting up some stuff. But watch what he said in verse, verse 16. Just so that so, so I want you to get this thing into your spirit because I want you to understand. He said in verse number 16, let your light so shine before men. Watch this. That they see your good works and then you glorify your father in heaven. Amen. Amen. He said, let them see it. He said, let them see it. Let them see it. And you glorify your father in heaven. Listen, that's a full argument against the new norm today. Silence. Because I'm, I'm just being honest. The church is silent on social issues. Am I right? Mm-hmm. We, we just leave it alone. And, and listen, watch this. And some of the big names that we listen to, they don't they won't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Y'all listen to what I'm saying this morning. Y'all know what I'm saying, right? Y'all, nobody wanna, OK. All right. So I, I, I think I'm being good this morning. Am I doing being good this morning? Firstly? All right. I got I'm glad I got my wife here today. Because she can tell me she'll know when I'm not doing good. I'm being good? All right. She said I'm being, she said I'm being real good, so I'm going to keep preaching. That does not Okay. So let your light so shine, so that men will see it. So this is a call against being silent. <laughs> <laughs> this is a call to speak out because men ought to know. They're supposed to know through you. You're the agent of change in the world. This is a good thing, though, because I get to be a part of what God doing in the earth. But the only way I'm gonna, let's watch this. But the only way I'm gonna be a part of what God is doing in the earth, I gotta be bold enough to tell people the truth. I gotta do it. I gotta do it, man. Love compels me to tell you. I just can't sit by. And I know this ain't true. I know how your flesh feels. I and mean, how many you know your flesh always, you remember I said before, your flesh always wants what God don't want you to have? Well, you don't understand, Pastor. It just feels natural. I get it, yeah. Yeah, you're broke. You're broken. Every one of us are broken in this room. Which simply means that we all have some weakness or some sin that we're all dealing with on some level that we got to fight back. Everybody does. But the righteous truth of God, at the end of the day, this is the objective truth that we all must embrace. As we're coming to the end here. He said, let your light shine so everybody can see it and God will be glorified. Men will get free. The people that are supposed to get right with God, they're going to get right with God because you are opening your mouth and because you are speaking the truth of God in love. That's why they go, That's how they're going to get right with God. And how the church is going to be the church in this, the church is going to change the culture by being the church. The church is not going to change the culture by acquiescing to the culture. Are you hearing me? We're not going to gain the people that God has called from the foundation of the earth if we are trying to, uh, 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 patronize people and not tell them the truth. This is the last verse I'm reading. I'm done. I just want to leave you with this thought. This is First, uh, this is first Timothy 3 verses 14 and 15. You have that verse, Diva? He said, these things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I'm delayed, this is Paul talking to Timothy, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. And here's what Paul says, which is the church of the living God, the pillar (laughs) and the ground of truth. All truth originates from the church of Jesus Christ. So in a world that is dark, in a world that is blind, in a world that don't understand, we're that truth. We're those ones that are supposed to hold people accountable to let them know. And yes, you're in the minority, but that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. You remember? Wide is the way to lead to destruction, the narrow is the way that, that leads to life. Few there will be that find it. We're supposed to be that way. And, and he said, we're the, we're the pillar and ground of the truth. So there's nowhere else to go. The church is it. And we gotta be, we gotta be committed. We gotta say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be true. We got to say, you guys, I know I'm going to preach the truth. The church is going to be the church. If the church is going to expedite Jesus, how many of you ready for Jesus to come back? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready. If, if, Listen, what's going to expedite him, him coming back is, is the, the, whoever it is that's supposed to get right with God, get right with God. And then the end will come. So that means we need to get busy preaching, don't we? Amen. Get busy preaching. And stay true to what God's word says, and we'll change our world and we'll win over the people that God has ordained from the foundation of the earth. Amen. If you receive that word this morning, come on, give God a hand clap of praise. And every head is bowed. Every eye is closed.